Sport Tracks on SFM with John Karika. Let's talk a um, number of things, really. Life and times of my next guest, Paige Lindenberg. Paige, how are you today? I'm very good, thanks, John. How are you? I'm going to ask the question that I'm sure you get asked all the time. How's your dad? <laughs> my dad is amazing, thank you. <laughs> What's it like being Peter Lindenberg's daughter? Because let's face it, he's got three daughters. He doesn't have a son. Yeah, he's got three daughters. Um, It's amazing. It's an absolute honor. Um, I think, you know, we've really grown up very differently to most, I guess, people, not just girls, um, but girls especially. Mm. But he's really just pushed us to be who we want to be and do the things we want to do and really reach for the stars, um, you know, and push the limits and I think we've all succeeded in our own right you know in the things that really feed our soul and I'm so grateful to have been brought up that way so yeah it's, it's been an amazing journey and of all the things you could have done you decided you know what I want to do is I want to do what my dad did <laughs> I mean I don't know if I had much choice but, <laughs> but I had a choice I mean I've got two sisters and made a race mm. but um, yeah it's it's a journey that I kind of took to at a very young age for some reason and it's something I never really want to stop. So, Okay, let's just introduce you, Paige Lindenberg. <laughs> you, you are the daughter of Peter Lindenberg, uh, barefoot water skiing title in 1977, powerboat racing title as well as a world record in the ramp jump in barefoot water skiing in 81, British powerboat Grand Prix in 89 World Powerboat Series, Maccabi Sports Awards on three occasions, Stock Car Auto Racing. He's been awarded State President Sports Awards on two occasions. At what point did you realize, my dad's really good at stuff? <laughs> at a very young age. Um, my dad is honestly my biggest idol and role model. I look up to him more than anybody in this world. And he's really just been my rock through life, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, personal relationships, friendships, business, you know, day to day. I honestly couldn't ask for a better role model and father in my life. Mm. Um, he's a friend and that's incredible. I can phone him at any time of the day or night and he has advice no matter what I'm going through. Um, so that's really, really special. I'm really grateful. But I've known from a very young age that he is one incredible human and I really <laughs> look up to him. <laughs> does he still have that helmet that is almost destroyed uh, in he his does. office? He does. He does. He's got the life jacket, the overall, the helmet. He's He's actually started making a man cave at um, his home in Langabarn, and yeah. he's starting to frame things and you know, put things up. And we've still got that helmet that's in a few pieces. <laughs> sure, that's amazing. My guest is Paige Lindenberg. We're going to talk about Paige and what she's up to now. Sport tracks on SFM with John Karika. Do a search for my guest on the Googles, and you will see pictures of her in front of. Beautiful cars. Paige, what are you driving at the moment? My daily road car. No, your race car. Race car. In fact, <laughs> um, no, so wait. I'm... What's your daily road car? <laughs> My daily road car is a Ford Cougar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very adventurous person, so I cycle quite a bit. And yeah, it's, it's a very practical, everyday lifestyle car, and I love it. <laughs> a Ford Cougar. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a really cool name, but it's, it's, it's not a Mustang. I know, but I get my kick on the weekends. You know, I'm lucky. I get oh, a little bit of everything. Okay. So when, when you when you get out of the Ford Cougar and you put on your racing kit, what do you drive? Uh, so I race a Ford Fairlane in historic racing. Oh. Um, it's quite a huge 
machine. And then I also raced the Shelby Daytona Coupe with my dad in endurance racing. And then I raced modern Shelby Mustangs. Okay, so it's a real Mustang with a little bit more. Real, <laughs> yes. Right, it's like the Mustang's not fast enough for me. I want to soup this thing up. Hundred <laughs> percent. You got to soup it up. Yeah. Who needs a Mustang? It only does two hundred. <laughs> this. Oops. Uh, when did the, when did the racing bug hit you? Sure. So I was five when I got my first hollow boat on the ball, um, <laughs> and I was begging my dad to start racing, but I could only start, you could only get a license at the age of eight. And eventually, after begging and driving everybody crazy, I was the youngest to be granted a power boating license at age seven. Sure. So that's where it started. Um, and then my dad had quite a bad power boating accident in 2002. Um, so he stopped racing power boats after that, and he made me stop with him, and that's when I moved to cars. Right. At at what age? Um, so I started racing cars at eleven. Eleven years old. Could you reach the pedals? Of course. <laughs> Modification. <laughs> so you you got into real car, not little go karts. So you're in a car car. Yeah. So I was in. Um, I did like ninja midges for a while. Then I went to polos, and then I joined my dad's historic racing team with an escort, and then a no, I like a Cortina first, then an escort. Mm. And then I stole his Ford Fairlane. Um, it was meant to be for one season, but it's three years later and he's sure. not getting it back. <laughs> uh, I'm having a look at this Fairlane. You, you say it's a big car, but it's also, it looks as if it still has the original shocks on it. It's taking a corner and the wheels are inside the rims. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not original. We've done a lot of work on it. It's sure. a fantastic, fantastic car. We have an incredible team. So we're really lucky. They rebuilt the car from scratch for racing. Sure. Um but even now, during lockdown, they literally stripped everything and redid all the brakes. And I've got way better brakes for the season, which is super exciting because my brakes generally like overheat and fail at some point in a race because it's such a big car to stop. So I'm looking so forward to these new brakes to see what it does. What's the current state of women races in South Africa? Uh, there's not a lot of us. There's uh, probably a handful of women who compete professionally, I would say. Um, there's one young lady, Tazan Pepper, who's racing mm. overseas at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very, I mean, racing in general is not a huge thing in South Africa. It's taken a lot of strain as all well of lockdown. But yeah, women are not, are not hugely, um, you know, well represented in motorsport in South Africa. And it's not the easiest, but I mean, I've grown up in it, so mm, I've learned mm. how to deal with it. Um, but yeah, we all, I mean, the women that do race, we all know each other. We're all pretty friendly. We all support one another, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, it depends what form of motorsport you're looking at. You know, we spoke to Tamsin Pepp a little while ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, she, she's really flying the flag for us, her brother as well, who's also doing extremely good stuff. Yeah, Jordan. Um, you know, I've always wondered why there aren't more women in motorsport because you know, once you're behind the wheel, it's really just your ankle that's doing the work and, and maybe your neck when you go around the corner. So <laughs> what, is, what is the big challenge to try and get more women involved? I think it's it's a complete man's world, right? You you don't live a, a normal way of life. And unfortunately, guys have an ego and there's a stereotype in the world. So it's very difficult for women to step into a man's world on an average day or, you know, any basis. Um, so in motorsport, I mean, I've been through incident, incidents where guys have literally knocked me off the, the track on a straight because I was passing them. So hmm. it becomes an ego thing at the end of the day. And, 
you've got to be quite a strong woman to be able to handle that and mm. be able to stand your ground. And I learned that at a very young age, thanks to my dad, because he always taught me to stand my ground, hold my own and like fight for what I believed in. And, you know, I had to go and stand up to guys when they try to take me out, stand up to guys when they would knock me off the track. And I had to sort of build an image for myself that held me in a light that guys knew that they couldn't do that. Mm. Um, but it's not a feminine way of approaching things in life. And as a woman, you know, you are more feminine than guys. So it's quite a vicious circle. It's it's an in- a really interesting dynamic. But I have amazing guy friends, and I get along so well with the majority of guys that I race with. I mean, there's it's the odd mm. guy who's got an ego and an issue, or the odd guy who has you know just joined, or whatever the case is. Um, I haven't had a completely terrible career at all. I've had my my issues and I've learned to deal with it but it's it's a very it's hard it's it's not an easy normal way of life it's it's anything in this industry you know any industry that's more male dominated or stereotyped as a male dominated industry or sport mm-hmm. it's never going to be easy for a woman to just jump into it and succeed yeah so I, uh, the the family name helps a little bit and and I imagine if you don't have that family name and you you're trying to make a, a a new name for yourself it must be extremely difficult because of what you just said Yes, I, I mean, the family name helps to an extent, but it can also be detrimental because mm-hmm. there's an expectation of you, right? So you are Peter Lindenberg's daughter, so there's an expectation uh-huh. of your talent and your, um, you know, experience and what you should do. And Or is it just, you know, are you only successful because you're Peter Lindenberg's daughter or do you have your own talent? There's, <laughs> so I don't know. It, it depends. There's, there's a lot of ways to look at it, a lot of ways to skin a cat, right? Uh, I'm just reading a motorsportsa.co.za website uh, article here. I can't see who wrote it, but it's such brilliantly worded. It says here, uh, suited in race attire, the petite, just 1.64 meters tall, Paige Lindenberg strides purposely towards and climbs aboard the low, wide, long and heavy Fairlane 500. Helmet on and strapped in, she fires up the classic Ford, given the signal to go, heads out to the pits to compete with the best men and machines in the country's competitive historic tour race series. When you read that, do you get goosebumps still? Or is it like, well, that's my job? So it's not my job. It's more of like a hobby passion. I have a day job. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I actually haven't even seen that article. I'm just going to check it out. But yeah, you know what? I'm really proud of what I've achieved in my life and where I've gone, you know, from where it started. Um, So it definitely does inspire me and it really does make me feel good about what I've achieved. Um, but it's not over yet. I have a lot I still want to mm. do, and I really love what I do. And yeah, there's a, a lot I'm still gonna gonna go for. So it really does give me goosebumps and inspire me to do even more and better. So it's really cool to hear things like that. Would you like it to be your job? No. So I had the opportunity. I was in grade eleven, and I was approached to become a um, factory driver. But it was a choice of that would be my life or I could have a career, go to varsity, um, you know, things like that. And I just had a good sit down with my dad and I said, I never wanted to rely on sport as a career because I don't think it's sustainable and it's not a long-term thing because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite an independent career driven person. So I made the decision to do it more on a sideline thing than a complete job. But I work in the automotive industry on a daily basis, which is amazing. So I've really got the best of both worlds. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, one day I'd really like a family. I am a woman. You know, I'm getting to the age where a family is something that I do want. So it's not a career that could be completely professional forever as a woman, unfortunately. 
I'm just trying to think of that moment where you said no. <laughs> you, you've just been offered a dream job. You've obviously discussed it a little bit, and then you go, you know, actually, nah, I don't want to drive a car for a living. But you know, it's it's your future, and I know I knew what I wanted in my life, and I mean, there's a lot more for me than sport, you know, for my future, and I'm very, very grateful for the path I chose because I've really lived an incredible, incredible life. I've mm. done the things I've wanted to do. I've achieved. You know, so much in racing as well as my career and personal life. And I'll never, ever take any of that away from myself. So it was a tough decision because, I mean, it's any person, well, any guy's dream. And like mm. for me as a girl growing up with my dad, it was definitely a dream of mine. But I had to weigh up the options and I had to follow my heart, I guess. And it's not easy. One of only one female in a group of 18 to take part in the Motorsport Development Academy endorsed by the FIA. That includes all the other car stuff, including psychometric evaluations and those kind of things as well. So, uh, as you say, it's it's not just driving that you love. It's just cars. Yes, 100%. That was an incredible experience. Um, I, yeah, That's something I will, I will never, ever forget. Uh, we learned so, so much, and yeah, I took so much away from that. But I mean, racing, you look at it and you think it's just this glamorous lifestyle or mm. so easy, or, but there's a lot that goes into it. If, if you would, okay, so you want to start the family, you, you're doing this for fun, and it really sounds like you, it's a lot of fun. But what kind of work goes into being able to do what you do for fun? Yeah, so I think, I mean, there's a level of fitness, obviously, you have to maintain because you're in a car that's about 40 or 50 degrees with no air con and no windows, you're in fireproof layers, so you've got fireproof underwear, which is like leggings and a long top, and then a three-layer fireproof overall over with a balaclava and a helmet and gloves, so there's definitely a level of fitness, but it's also a mental game, you know, you've got to maintain concentration and focus for the entire race mm. with all different changes, so whether it's Weather changes, whether it's your teammates or whether it's a crazy race or a chilled race, you know, there's a lot you have to sort of concentrate on for that time. You also have to sort of minimize life in that moment. So, you know, you put your helmet on and you've got to kind of forget about anything that's happened in your day and your emotion and whatever's gone on and kind of zone into like one focus only and that is to, you know, keep the same lines or keep the baseline you can, maintain the speed, make sure you have the brakes. You know, and when you're driving, you've got to check all your different gauges the whole time. Mm. So it's your temperatures and it's your oil pressure. And, you know, you've got to make sure your tires are okay and, you know, feel the handling of the car and make sure you know what the car's doing because so many different things impact the way the car handles on a day. Um, so it's not just a personal thing. You know, you personally go through things in life all the time mm. and you're going to be in different moods no matter, you know, what the day is. So you've got to deal with your personal self and you've also got to deal with the external sort of changes in environment the racetrack the temperature you know what the tires are doing there's so many different dynamics um so yeah it's it's, it's a lot but it's it's become a way of life for me so i don't you know sit the night before and think oh gosh i gotta think of x y and z mm. you know it's it's become quite natural but if you look at like video footage of people inside a race car and see what they do while they're in a race car it's pretty fascinating because i don't think we realize ourselves you know what we're so busy doing while we're driving i was, I was going to say when you when you watch it all you're seeing really is eyes 
and and driving, you forget that those eyes are looking not just at the road, but all the other things, as you mentioned. I didn't even think of, uh, about all that because you're not driving in a Formula One car where you've got some guy on your headphones going, all right, can yeah. you slow down by 0.1 of a second, please? 100%. And you also, you, so, I mean, my calves after a race weekend are like shut because you don't realize <laughs> how you're moving pedals, right? So your left foot's on the brake and your right foot's here like, between the clutch and you're just constantly uh. on the go. And then when you're on smaller racetracks like Swartcourt, for example, there's a lot of braking and turns and things you got to consider. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting world. Very, very interesting. Are you winning, though, Paige Lindenberg? I am. I, I've had some good seasons. Um, last year, we didn't race much, unfortunately, because uh-huh. of COVID. So we had the two international Passion for Speed events and then Emerald Speed Festival, which were all really successful events for us. And then, unfortunately, COVID hit. So we haven't raced since March last year. Sure. So we are actually racing for the first time in like a year on the 13th of March. So I'm really excited. Where are you racing? At Swatkops. Swatkops. Yes. It's... <laughs> it's- People say it's a little bit of a go-kart track. Why do you enjoy it? So, to be honest, it's a tough track for me in that failing because it's quite a short track. <laughs> and you've got to turn <laughs> corners. Yeah, there's serious corners there. So it's no joke. I mean, if you look at turn two, it's quite a tight hairpin. And my car is a large car. It doesn't love braking last minute. Um, and then you've got to be able to pull the car up that little hill on the back straight. And it's not a light car. So Starcops is a challenging track for me. Um, but I love it because, you know, with my fair lane, what's amazing is I've never gotten out of the car and not learned something. It's such an interesting car, and every race I learn something new about it, you know, whether it's mechanical or handling or the tires, you know, I'm always learning about the car because it just does such different stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I love, I love racing. Um, it really feeds my soul, and I get out every time, and to be honest, my favorite part of the day is probably getting out of my car and going to have a chat to my dad because I can speak my language and he understands everything. Right. You know, I'm not like technically minded like some guys are. I've learned a lot over the years, but I can't, you know, speak in full technical um, lingo, you know, like some mm. of the guys can. But with Ramia, who's our head mechanic, and my dad, um, between the three of us, I can just speak and get excited and say, like, you know, turn one, turn two, this gear, that, da, da, da. And, like, they just get it. And I think that's the best, is to get the feedback and the, you know, the advice from them. It's just, it's so cool, because you always improve. In my last interview, I was showing to Fida Edries, who's an MMA fighter, and I said, you know, don't, don't you, if you teach kids to MMA fight, aren't they more violent? Don't they want to fight? When, you, when you're a motor racer, when you get into your, your, your Ford Cougar at the end, do you, do you forget that you, you, know, you don't have to double clutch? <laughs> so I think, you know, I get my kick out of speed on weekends with my job and with, with racing. So luckily I'm not, I mean, I don't think I'm a crazy driver on the road. I think I'm pretty chill. <laughs> but some people might disagree. Um, but no, I mean... Yeah, so it's, I mean, on a day racing, in historic racing, I can jump into my Ford Fairlane, which is a right-hand drive V8, like Monster, um, that handles completely differently. And then I get out of that and I have to jump into the Daytona Coupe, which is a left-hand drive. Sure. You said way back. Um, it's way more powerful. It handles completely you know, differently. And I kind of just adjust. Hmm. So I think I've been in it long enough, luckily, to be able to just adjust my mind. I know when I get into this car, this is hard to stand. When I get into that car, this is how it's done. 
And I think after a day's racing, you're so exhausted, you really appreciate your little <laughs> automatic cougar to go with, home with in. a radio and aircon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, quickly, Paige Lindenberg, do you play the PlayStation driving games? I don't. We have a full motion simulator in our shop, which uh, I like okay. go on a few times to have fun with, but I don't compete in it. I'm just curious. Would would a radio announcer be able to get onto that sometime? I'm just absolutely asking, just asking, absolutely. Uh, not, just asking a question. Yeah. You can pop in any time, John. I'll happily help you. Anytime. Paige Lindenberg, don't go away. Ben's going to talk to you in a minute. I'm so sure. excited. Paige Lindenberg, thanks very much for joining us and good luck to you on the 13th. Let's see how things go. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Paige Lindenberg, entrepreneur, marketing events, brand and merchandising manager and a racing driver, as you heard, joining us here on Sport Tracks.